I'm really grateful for the opportunity to preach on this special Sunday. As we prepare for Advent, we celebrate Christ the King Sunday. How important to acknowledge who Jesus is as we spend the next several weeks celebrating his coming. Now it could be said that every Sunday is Christ the King Day as we join together to worship him. But at the end of our liturgical year, it's important to declare our allegiance to the King. Henry Nouwen, in his sabbatical journey, says, On the last Sunday of the liturgical year, Christ is presented to us as the mocked king on the cross, as well as the king of the universe. The greatest humiliation and the greatest victory are both shown to us today. It's important to look at this humiliated and victorious Christ before we start the celebration of Advent. All through the year, we have to stay close to the humiliation as well as to the victory of Christ because we are called to live both in our own daily lives. And so today, we especially take a look at who Christ is. There are many attributes and names given to Jesus. Today, we look at him as the King, the Messiah, the Anointed One, the ultimate King of glory. Now, I'm not going to make any political references, no comments about royalty or presidents today, nothing about earthly matters, because Christ the King far surpasses any comparison to any worldly leader or king. Our scripture today in 2 Peter acknowledges the greatness of Jesus. He says things like his divine power. He's got marvelous glory and excellence. He's got divine nature. It's not like any other God with a small g or any other worldly power. Christ the King is God himself, all-powerful, as Henry Nouwen has reminded us, victorious over death and his humiliation of death and his life, his resurrection power, victorious over sin in our lives, the humiliation we face. He is all-powerful over all. He is marvelous in glory. He is so worthy of our worship. No gold statue given to any royalty, any special um, leader of the world would ever compare to the glory that's in Christ Jesus. And he is all excellence. He is perfect, perfect in holiness, perfect in his nature, and perfect in his love for us. And as king, he reigns. Revelation 1.8 says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord God. I am the one who is, who always was, and who is still to come, the Almighty One, Christ the King. So what do we do with Christ the King? Well, during the last few weeks, as I've been thinking about this theme, I have been taking a lot of walks. It's been nice out, mostly. And I've noticed that a lot of the worship songs I listen to use this language of Jesus Christ as King. And it's made me think, are they just songs that I listen to, hum along to, sing out occasionally? This time has challenged me to think about how often I really recognize and worship Christ as King. Our response to Christ as King is to worship Him. First, in our lifestyle. Does how I live my life give witness to my belief 
that Christ is King. Second Peter gives us some instructions for how to live in light of this truth. He says, first of all, that God has given us everything we need because he is excellent, because he's all-powerful, because he's victorious. He has given us everything we need for living a godly life. And we've received all of this by coming to know him. We can know personally Christ the King. He is not a faraway distant King, but he is personal and wants to reign in our lives. And when we know him, when we accept him as king in our lives, he gives us everything we need to live a godly life. He calls us to himself to live for him. And he gives us promises, promises that enable us, first of all, to share in his divine nature by being like Jesus in the way we live and to escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. Again, the humiliation of Christ, our king, his death, was to pay the price so that we could escape the world's corruption. And then Peter says this, in view of all this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. This is our part. Supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence and moral excellence with knowledge and knowledge with self-control and self-control with patient endurance and patient endurance with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love for everyone. Now, I don't know about you, but as I read those verses and studied for this, I had to take a deep breath and think, wow, I can't do that on my own. But thank God, he, as Christ the King, gives me everything I need to live this way. And living that way, living out what Peter suggests for us is a life that reflects and tells the world that Christ is King and that he reigns in my life. And we worship him secondly and finally with our words, with our songs, with our singing, with the way we act when we come together in corporate worship. It all starts now and it leads into eternity. Revelation gives us a hint of what our worship will be like in the end for all of eternity. And I end with these words from Revelation chapter seven. After this, I saw a vast crowd, too great to count, from every nation and tribe and people and language, standing in front of the throne and before the lamb. They were clothed in white robes and held palm branches in their hands. And they were shouting with a great roar, salvation comes from our God who sits on the throne and from the lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living beings. And they fell before the throne with their faces to the ground and worshiped God. They sang, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and strength belongs to our God forever and ever. Amen. This week, will you worship Christ as King with the way that you live your life? and with your whole being, offering yourself as an act of worship to Christ the King. We're going to listen to a worship song, which will help us to respond and to commit to worshiping Christ the King. <laughs> 